It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers football with you every Monday through Friday. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to the show. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where I'm going to provide updates throughout the season, whether it's throughout the week or during game day. And also, I'm going to need you to follow me there so you can DM me or tweet at me for a weekly Friday mailbag going on throughout the rest of the preseason. So whatever Panthers questions you have, please go ahead and get those in to me. Also, folks, the NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, the Locked On NFL Podcast is previewing every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts to tune in beginning August 30th. On today's show, we're going to break down the Panthers' loss, if that even matters, honestly, with the Panthers-Ravens game, the preseason home opener on Saturday evening. A few takeaways, and not just a few, plenty of takeaways. A backup quarterback battle, especially something that's interesting, then Joey Sly remains a very inconsistent kicker for the Carolina Panthers. What other options may be available, if any at all, that could upgrade that position for the Carolina Panthers? So we'll get into all that on today's show. We'll just go ahead and start off with Carolina Panthers losing 20-3 to on Saturday evening at Bank of America Stadium to the Baltimore Ravens. And the scoreline is not important at all in preseason, in my opinion. Now, I have seen that interesting stat where the Carolina Panthers have never had a losing record in a preseason and then gone on to make the playoffs. Is it a coincidence? I would say that more so than it being a harbinger for things to come for the Carolina Panthers. Although I'm on the record of saying I don't believe this will be a playoff team this season. I think everything that happens this season is leading to next year, that big year three, where traditionally Matt Rule has had the massive jump when he was at Temple and at Baylor and hopefully here in Carolina. But I do think that they'll be in the wild card hunt. So again, it doesn't really matter that they're 0-2 in the preseason. As long as they're improving and they're figuring out what they have on this roster that can help them come week one against the New York Jets and then beyond at 17 other weeks in the NFL season here in 2021. That's important. So for the first time, we got to see the defensive and offensive starters this season. Matt Rule had said that they would play maybe a series, maybe two. Well, the offensive starters played one series. The defensive starters outside J.C. Horn only played one. Horn played in that second series, and that was it for him. CMC. Did not play. Christian McCaffrey, that is, for those who are uninitiated. DJ Moore did not play. Robbie Anderson 
who, according to Joe Person, is in deep contract talks with the Carolina Panthers, something that Scott Fitter alluded to a couple days ago that they were having some serious conversations with one player in particular and also some other players about maybe an extension before the season starts. Robbie Anderson is one of those. He was not expected to play, but he did. And, of course, Sam Darnold made his Panthers debut on Saturday evening. First team defense, though, kudos to them. They came out and they did exactly what I think they can do this season. Derek Brown, the first rounder out of Auburn back in 2020 for the Carolina Panthers, gets a, gets a hand on the football, tips it up Hassan Reddick, one of the key free agent signings, gets the interception, and puts the offense in plus territory. That is what I'm expecting from this defense all season long. Getting after the passer and forcing turnovers. And for Derek Brown to get that kind of push that he got, and then Hassan Reddick to be right there, tip drill, and get the interception, that is what I'm hoping to see and what I'm expecting to see for the majority of this 2021 season. That's why I love the additions of Hassan Reddick. That's why I love what they brought with Daquan Jones to put next to Derek Brown. I think Morgan Fox has a chance to be really good for this football team. And in the secondary as a whole, at least at the cornerback spot, there's a ton of positive momentum with this Carolina Panthers defense, and we saw it immediately on Saturday evening. Now, what we also saw was the same old crap that we saw last season when it came to the Carolina Panthers offense and when they were in plus territory or the red zone. The Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, his first throw, gets it out to Robbie Anderson, 16-yard completion, great link up there to former New York Jets. And he also made another great decision in the red zone at the goal line where he decided to, instead of trying to force something and make a play, he just throws it out of the red zone. So out of the end zone, rather. So one for two for 16 yards, two good throws, good decisions by Sam Darnold, which is what you want to see happen for the Carolina Panthers new, hopefully franchise quarterback. The issue though, they got real vanilla again in the red zone. It's just hand up to Chuba Hubbard, hand up to Chuba Hubbard, hand up to Chuba Hubbard. Now, would it have been that difficult to ask for a play action to try and free up somebody? I know that after the game, Matt Rule said to the media that they didn't want to show too much in the red zone. Well, following last year, where they were 28th out of 32 teams in red zone touchdown percentage, I don't really know what you could be showing that people have never seen before. Because what we don't really see is the Carolina Panthers under Matt Rule and Joe Brady have success in the red zone. And it's even more puzzling in a way. And I'm not going to like get too frustrated over this because it's, it's one drive it's one series but it also is one of the main areas I think that I'm not I don't think I believe I know the Carolina Panthers have to improve on if they want to be a team that can be in the playoffs this year and if they don't score in the red zone when it comes to touchdowns and they're selling for field goals or miss field goals which we'll get into here in a moment that is going to be an issue again in 2021 and prevent them from being true playoff wildcard contenders and even maybe a contender in the NFC South if things work out and Tampa Bay takes a slide and New Orleans, of course, and they in Atlanta don't end up being factors. All that being said, the offensive line has to be able to get a push at the one-yard line. You have to be able to get a yard. When it's fourth down and goal at the one, you're at home. I don't care who you're playing. The Carolina Panthers have to be able to get that in the end zone. And Sam Darnold said as much that they just did not execute when it came down to the red zone. So we can talk about the vanilla stuff all you want. And it's frustrating to me. I know it's frustrating to a lot of you folks out there. Some people aren't really sweating it. And it is just preseason. But the only kind of thing you can take away is defense went out there, got a takeaway. It did some of the things that you were hoping that they're going to do this year with the additions that they made. And in the offense, it was the same old bull from last year, getting there and having to settle for either nothing or a field goal. And at that point in time, it was nothing. Not a great look. 
for the Carolina Panthers offense. Darnold, two great decisions. Robbie Anderson, glad to see that he's out there back healthy after missing a couple days this week with a hamstring. I'm fine with CMC not playing. Fine with DJ Moore not playing. Uh, they'll both likely play Friday evening against Pittsburgh as Matt Rule says he wants the starters to play potentially the entire half. So those are really the only takeaways you can take from the starting offense and starting defense. Like Backups, though, you got to love Frankie Louvu, the free agent signing outside linebacker, edge rusher from the Jets. Had a sack last week versus the Colts. Had a forced fumble on Saturday evening. Also batted down a pass. The depth at edge rusher is tremendous. Christian Miller, someone who opted out of last season, played 90 snaps, giving the coaching staff a lot to look for. Uh, When you look at the offensive line, someone that y'all love and someone who I'm very interested to see how he's going to factor in potentially being one of the top five offensive linemen for the Carolina Panthers. Brady Christensen, still acquitting himself quite well. Pro Football Focus, they tweeted out on Sunday that he had in his 55 pass blocking snaps so far through two preseason games, he's allowed zero sacks. I don't know how many pressures he's given up, but very few. Brady Christensen looking good. Frankie Louvu looking good. The Carolina Panthers defense, first team, looking good. The offense, Sam Donald, good decisions, but the same old issues in the red zone. And there's the same old issues also creeping up when it comes to the kicking game. Joey Sly. Good for at least one missed kick every week. He missed another one in the first half on Saturday evening. What, if anything, can the Carolina Panthers do to find a new kicker and upgrade his position as Matt Rules basically put Joey Sly on the hot seat entering the last week of preseason games? So I'll get into that in just a moment. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which means you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, boo, and the Dallas Cowboys, also boo. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL 100. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the right offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, last week I said it wouldn't be a Carolina Panthers game if Matt Rule wasn't trotting Joey Sly out there to attempt a 60-plus yard field goal and, of course, him missing. And um, at this point, 
it wouldn't be a Carolina Panthers game if Joey Sly wasn't just missing a kick at all. And I feel for the guy, I truly do. Just to be a kicker in the NFL, a position that gets so magnified when it comes down to you have all these guys, these gladiators, these great athletes competing throughout the entirety of the game. And at some point in time, you have to ask a kicker to go out there and to make a field goal. And if you miss, you'll be vilified. If they make, they will be praised as heroes. So so mentally, it's so difficult when a kicker goes through a point in time where he's not able to be accurate and he's trying to fix it through his head. And Joey Sly went and saw a sports psychologist this offseason. So I feel for him in the mental war and battle he's going through as an athlete and as a kicker in the National Football League for the Carolina Panthers. That being said, Joey Sly is not getting the job done here in Carolina. He missed a 37-yard field goal last night, which inside 40 is inexcusable in my opinion. should never miss inside 40 as a kicker. He did come back and hit a 41-yarder later in the first half. But it's not the fact that he missed one and then bounced back. It's the fact that it's a constant cycle of the good and the bad and the ugly when it comes to Joey Sly. He has a tremendous leg. Obviously has the leg strength to be able to kick and make from 60 yards. We saw last year in New Orleans where he just missed that kick. And we saw last week where he had the leg against the Colts, but he didn't have the accuracy. Dating back to his years at Virginia Tech, he always had the leg. Was just never an accurate kicker. Now in the NFL... The same trend has happened here. Last season, Matt Rule asked him to kick a lot of ridiculous long field goals. He particularly was not bad inside 40 last year. But in 2019, he was not good all around. He was fine outside the 40, but inside 40 was terrible. You go back to that New Orleans Saints game where Kyle Allen was actually pretty darn good. And Joey Sly cost him with three field goal misses. And at some point in time, here in Carolina, we all know that if Joey Sly is a Panthers kicker, he is going to cost them a game at some point this season. It's just a verifiable fact. We've seen it in the past. We saw last year. And we know just from what we've seen through two preseason games that Joey Sly is not dependable. He's not someone that the Carolina Panthers can rely on as their kicker. Matt Rule said as much after the game on Saturday, saying it's like everything else. You have to produce And so far, Joey has not produced at the level we need him to. I think he'd be the first guy to say that, so we have to find a way to get him over that hump. Unfortunately, Matt Rule, that is not going to happen. He's not going to get over the hump. I will give Joey Sly credit for after that New Orleans game in 2019, he did come out and perform fairly well after that season, after for the rest of the season. But last year, not really that great. And it hurts even more when you look at Graham Gano go up to New York and miss one field goal all season. He missed two extra points, but missed one field goal and get rewarded in a new deal. I know there was concerns over Graham's knee and whether it was a a career-ending injury or not. As we've seen, that is not the case at all. And Graham Gano is still a very good, solid kicker in the National Football League. And we've been over it. I know how frustrating it was the kicks that Graham Gano missed. I get it. And I agree with you. They were not at the great times for that to happen. Denver week one in a game I felt like should have never been played as a week one game, the Super Bowl rematch in um, in Denver. The game against Seattle late on in that 2019 season, uh, 2018 season rather, when everything was falling apart and Carolina desperately needed to win that game, missing 51. You got to make that. New Orleans in the playoffs in 2017. He had the poor misses. When you also look back, to earlier in 2018 when he made that long kick against the Giants, the 62-yarder. 
Graham Gano was, for the most part, a solid kicker. Had one bad season. The Panthers brought in competition in Harrison Bucker. He beat him out, and he went on to be a pro bowler. And the only thing that's held him back since then are injuries. Not his performance, but injuries are what has held him back. And he's turned out to be a pretty darn good kicker for Dave Gutman, our former GM, and the New York Giants, while Joey Sly continues to show that he is not a starting caliber kicker in a National Football League. And to add to more insult to injury, you look at the Baltimore Ravens, who have Justin Tucker, the best kicker in the National Football League. They also have another kicker from right here locally. East Carolina University, Jake Verity, was 3-for-3 last night, hitting from 42, 53, and 44 yards. You're looking across the, the field, and you're seeing that the Ravens don't just have Justin Tucker, but they also have a guy who's performing better than the guy you have here in Carolina. And it's not just that. Matt Amendola, who kicked at Oklahoma State, was brought in during OTA's mandatory minicamp and was not apparently good enough to be invited to training camp to compete with Joey Sly. He, so far, last night, was 3-for-3 with a long of 54 yards, kicking for the New York Jets, the Panthers' week one opponent. I don't know whether he's going to be the Jets' kicker or not. We're just looking at two examples where, one, the Ravens' best kicker in the league brought in competition, and then, two, a guy who could have been competition but was not brought in is performing well for a team that the Panthers are going to see right off the bat this season. And I've said it. I don't know if there really are better options out there. Like we've seen, yeah, very kicked well then. But at ECU, he was just, he was a good kicker, solid kicker. But like, is he an NFL caliber great kicker? I have no idea. But he is absolutely worth a look for the Carolina Panthers at this point in time. Because like in August, you're not going to go out there and find a Pro Bowl kicker, a guy who's uber reliable. Because teams just don't let those dudes go out in the market. But you can find someone who at least pushed the guy you have. And Joey Sly has not been pushed. And you maybe can find a guy who's better than Joey Sly. He might not be light years better in a clearly a much improved option, but you need to have another option. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, he came out on Sunday and said that one player that is already drawing significant trade interest from around the league is Giants kicker Ryan Santoso. Teams have been calling and he could be dealt as the season gets closer. And I wonder, Scott Fitterer, who said, going to be in on every deal, if he's someone who is going to be making that phone call. And by the way, who's in his way? Graham Gano, the guy who should be here in Carolina right now as a Panthers starting kicker. But instead, the Panthers have Joey Sly, they don't have Matt Amendola, and they're probably calling the New York Giants and Dave Gutelman asking, hey, what do you want for your kicker? Having to try and trade for a kicker potentially this time of the season is a situation the Carolina Panthers should have never put themselves in. Absolutely. Every other position on this roster has competition outside of the kicker. There, there's competition at long, and even with special teams. There was competition at long snapper where you spent a six-round pick on Thomas Fletcher. And the way things have gone, it looks like he's not going to make the team right now. And then you look at, at a punter or Joe Charlton. He at least had competition for a week or so with a punter from Washington State whose last name I can't even pronounce. He's no longer here. But at least there was competition at that spot. For Joey Sly, no competition. He continues to underwhelm and to show that he should not be the Carolina Panthers starting kicker and that Scott Fitterer, Matt Rule, and all involved need to go out there and find another option ASAP. Now, not tomorrow, not next week, today. Get someone in there. And on Cedar Street as training camp's over, competing with Joey Sly to maybe at least make him better, or if not, find a better option and someone who's going to go out there and make kicks for this team and not potentially cost his football team as they're going to have a ton of games 
where it's going to come down to the last possession and getting down there and making a kick. I don't trust Joey Sly. You shouldn't trust Joey Sly. And damn sure Matt Rule, after all this time of this this charade of asking him to go out there and kick 60 yarders, he has to be over it, right? Come on, man. Time to move on. Get a new kicker. So the kicker battle, which does not exist, is something we need to see. The backup quarterback battle became even more interesting on Saturday night after Will Greer shine and P.J. Walker. Buddy, did not look good at all in that second half. We'll get into that in just a moment. You already know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and I mean ever. In the history of mankind, there's never been a better protein bar than Built Bar, and they have nine delicious flavors, including coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone, and here's one of the cool things. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can now get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. That's 18 Built Bars in one box they're soft and easy to chew and covered in 100 chocolate i know what you're thinking 100 chocolate you see flavors like mint brownie and peanut butter brownie there's no way they're healthy well you're wrong they are most flavors have 17 grams of protein only 130 calories only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your first order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers and makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone, your Android, your Apple iPhone. You have one. So go figure it out. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Lockdown in their How Did You Hear About Us box to know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Last week, it felt like the backup quarterback position battle was over for the Carolina Panthers as P.J. Walker was slinging that pill against the Indianapolis Colts in that first half. Looking pretty good. You saw the mobility he has, the strong arm. I love the great throw to Shai Smith. Uh, finding a way to make the play and get and hit Terrace Marshall. Then the miscommunication, broken play that ends up in a touchdown to Tommy Trimble. P.J. Walker, he looked the part. Will Greer, though, in that second half of that third string offense did not. And we were thinking that maybe we're seeing the final days of Will Greer here in Carolina. But after what happened on Saturday evening, I'm not quite so sure that's still the case. P.J. Walker in the second half was one for eight for eight yards as the Panthers only mustered 18 second half yards. The Baltimore Ravens, by comparison, had 17 points in the second half, and the Panthers' offense looked abysmal for a lot of guys who will no longer be out there. But the lack of depth on this roster, which is something when you look at the Panthers and whether they can be a true contender for the playoffs this season, is something that cannot be overlooked. Their depth got whooped by a Ravens team's depth that is a team also, overall, with their first 22 players 
that is going to be a Super Bowl contender here in 2021 with Lamar Jackson as their starting quarterback. Will Greer, though, he did look the part. 11 of 14 for 144 yards. They take a couple of sacks. But Will Greer looked good. Could not get the ball in the end zone and convert in the red zone for the Carolina Panthers. But he did look like he belonged. And for the first time in his Panthers career, you go back to when he had to start on the road in Indianapolis back in 2019. And then later on that week 17 game, I'm going to start against New Orleans. And then what we saw from him last week. He has never really looked like he belonged in the league and could be a true number two option. Saturday night, he looked like he belonged. He looked like the quarterback that we saw at that brief moment in time when he had the Florida Gators 5-0. He looked like the same quarterback we saw over two seasons at West Virginia who was putting up massive yards and throwing touchdowns after touchdowns after touchdowns week after week. That's the Will Greer that we saw on Saturday. And quite frankly, you saw the, the Will Gray we saw on Saturday was better than the P.J. Walker we saw last Sunday. P.J. Walker, I like him as a development co- developmental quarterback. But there's a reason why I said last week, I still don't see this guy as being a high-level starter or backup quarterback, rather, in a national football right now. He can be a backup, certainly. And he's someone I think the Carolina Panthers or any team should take time to develop into potentially when he gets to a couple years down the road that he could be that high-level backup quarterback. But right now, I don't see that. And I would say the same thing for Will Greer, who I wasn't even sure would even be on the roster for the Panthers following what happened last week. And in Matt Rule not really being all that committal on whether Will Greer would get a chance with the second team. But when given a chance with the second team offense, like we saw on Saturday night, he was better than P.J. Walker. Has he been better than P.J. Walker in training camp so far? I, I don't know, but we're going to really find out on Friday night Who's going to be that number two quarterback? And there's still questions surrounding where the Panthers are going to keep three quarterbacks again this season. COVID's still going on. There's still the possibility that you could lose your starting quarterback and then you're going to need someone to come in and help you out. And if either one of these guys get waived, I don't think that they will find a way back on the Panthers roster at this point, especially after how Will Greer played. And I I tweeted this out on Saturday night when watching the game. Just the way Will Greer was playing, I was like, at the very least, I want to keep at least one of these guys, for sure. P.J. Walker or Will Greer. They're both 26. They're both quarterbacks that can develop and potentially be a good backup quarterback here in Carolina. Will they ever be the starter? I don't see that as being a scenario for a team that wants to win a Super Bowl here in Carolina. But they can be good backups. They can be developmental players. And I think the Panthers should have one of those quarterbacks on their roster, or if not on their roster, on their practice squad. So the way that... P.J. Walker played last year and the way he looked last Sunday, I figured that, and his, also his relationship with Matt Rule and his coaching staff, I figured that he's probably still going to be number two and that he'll be that guy and then maybe Will Greer gets cut. But at this point, wouldn't you love to at least be able to get some sort of competition or, sorry, compensation for Will Greer? He is a former third-round pick, so it's not like teams don't value him at all. There's got to be some sort of value where you could either – Wave him and hope that he clears waivers and you can continue to develop him. Or if you can get something for him, you can trade him for a sixth maybe or a seventh. I don't care. If you can get something back, they got something for Greg Little. He's done absolutely nothing in this league so far. Will Greer's probably done less, honestly, based on the fact that he's not a starting quarterback and he's he hadn't played in two years until last Sunday against the Colts. Yeah, but at this point, I mean, he looked good when given a fighting chance, Will Greer. I would love to see him be on a practice squad if he's not going to be the number two and stay here in Carolina or go out there and get someone, get something for him. When I look at the two of them though, and at least the inconsistency and way that they perform with that third team offense and 
you know, I, I just don't have much faith in either Will Greer or P.J. Walker to be the starting quarterback for a couple weeks in the event that Sam Darnold misses games. And based on what we've seen in his career so far, the likelihood is that Sam Darnold is going to miss a couple games. I really want the Panthers to still look out there and try and see if they can find a veteran backup. It's not do or die this season with this team. It's not like they're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where if Brady goes down, you need to have someone back there. And Blaine Gabbert, he's not great, but Blaine Gabbert has played enough snaps in this league to where you know what you can get from him and that at least you trust him as a veteran. P.J. Walker, Will Greer, I don't trust either one of these guys for the long haul if, say, Sam Darnold was to get injured. I don't know what other backups out there veterans are really going to offer what I'm looking for, but still... I just think for Sam Darnold's development as well as a guy who's still only 24, young in this league, and who the Panthers might be invested in longer than this season, that he could benefit from having a veteran with him. Because he did not have that in New York. It was just basically him trying to figure out things on his own. He can also benefit from having P.J. Walker will grow on his roster as guys that are developing behind him and some guys he can rely on in practice and competition-wise. But having an old veteran who can come in and I could help you actually win football games and not be too reliant on the defense like the Panthers were last year against Detroit, um, I, I would feel like that's something that Scott Fitter and his team have to look for. And Scott Fitter already said last week that the backup veteran market's pretty much tapped out at this point in time. But roster cutdowns are only a couple days away. We will see who might be available there come August 31st and the beginning of September for the Carolina Panthers. Right now, though, the backup quarterback battle, which we all kind of thought was over, which I think we said prematurely, definitely myself involved, it's definitely wide open as the Panthers head to their preseason finale on Friday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Count. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to the show. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the rest of the preseason and before we even get to the season, because we're going to have that little bit of a lull before we actually get to play our first week one game against the Jets, send in your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the Locked On Panthers. So tweet at me at Julian Council. Also follow me. You can also DM me, but don't get crazy. I want your listener feedback because that's what I do here. I like to talk to the Panther fans. So if you have a question about me, the team, anything, please don't ever hesitate to ask. Take care. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.